Hello and welcome back to Take 97, a film podcast with me, your host, David Ingram. Today's episode is a very special one. I have got one of my first ever interview specials, shall we say then, an episode purely dedicated to a independently made feature film, which is going out on Amazon Prime very, very soon. We'll get to that very soon in a moment later on in the podcast. But to help me do that, I am talking to two very special people, very close friends of mine of recent days. They've been on the podcast before, and it's just great to have them back on. They said if they wanted to promote anything, could they come back on? And I said yes, and here they are. First of all, we've got director and actor extraordinaire, Mr. Jason Ferries. How are you doing, Jason? Hello. Um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm uh, enjoying this lovely lockdown that was still in, but uh, can't really complain. Oh, that's good. And then joining him as well is his partner in crime, the amazing, the witty, the brilliant. She talked with me about Tarantino the last time, Miss Emily Stanley. How are you doing, Emily? Hi, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for having us back. I feel like Emily got a grander introduction than I did. That's because I'm more important than you. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> oh, well, we can rub each other's egos later as we get on into the podcast as we talk about what we're here to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and that is your independently made feature film, which is going out on Amazon Prime very soon. And that is called Homesick. Now, obviously, the reason why I got you guys on is to talk about it, promote it and discuss the making of it and just basically have a little talk about it really in preparation for its release date. So first of all, quickly tell us about yourselves and what you do in the film specifically. So we'll start off with you, Jason. What do you do in the production of this feature film that you've made, Homesick? Oh, not all that much. No, I put my feet up and let everyone else get on with it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. I am the director of the film and I also played the uh, the main character of the story as well. So not all that much. <laughs> not a lot at all. Uh, and Emily, yeah. what about you? So I am the producer of Homesick. So essentially, I just coordinate various aspects of production. So I kind of do all the boring gold, but quite important paperwork from pre-production budget breakdowns to post-production marketing and stuff. So, yeah, I'm also the first AD, but I, I like producer. <laughs> producer is a very good role. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Put, put the one that you think is more important at the top and then we'll work your way down later. No one needs to know. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Jason, yeah, tell us what Homesick is about. Tell us what this uh, passion project, I should say, is about, because you've been working on this for a good solid year now. What is it all about? It has been a year. It has been a year. Homesick is, well, it's all about lockdown. It's a film that was about lockdown and made in lockdown. And it has been a year. It has been a year. And I suppose the, the general story of it is uh, it's all about lockdown and the mental impact that it had on people living in self-isolation. So I would call it a psychological thriller in the sense that it explores the sort of mental state of this particular character whilst also having a slight twist to it to add to the drama um which i don't want to talk too much about the twist because that's don't really give it the, away don't no, give it away i don't want to give it away <laughs> but uh but there's something about it that makes you think and gives it a little extra uh kind of a supernatural sense doesn't it <laughs> yeah just a little bit Excellent. Before we sort of move on with this, obviously, for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer, I highly encourage you to go and watch it. We will be posting this on Take 97 as well to go and watch it. But 
just for you guys. Here is a clip. So here is the trailer in audio form. Here it is. So here's the trailer for Homesick. With the toll of the disease rapidly increasing to the level of the influenza virus, living in isolated health organization is demanding the world's latest figures show that more than 2,000 new cases have been reported in the How is lockdown treating you? Good morning. I'm here from the local authorities about the current situation. And it's just you living here? Just me. Are you suffering from any symptoms? No, I don't think so. And how are you doing? Keeping busy. My parents still aren't home. Flight got cancelled, so... Just keep yourself inside until we get back. Get back. Literal chills, literal chills right now. <laughs> it is rather chilling, actually, as a trailer, isn't it's it? It's a little really, bit. It's, it's got some sort of, like, um, spooky vibes. Yeah, I so mean, it's, it's, it's the end of it. The end of it where she goes, um, it'll be like that final line. I'm just like, whew. like, she when she says, how's lockdown tree? It kind of, it's a nice, got a nice cyclic sort of, um, like a circle circular motion then to it the trailer because you start mm. off with i believe is that jade gordon if i'm correct in thinking who jade gordon yes. yes yeah um who speaks at the beginning how's lockdown treating you and then she ends the trailer as well which i think is quite a nice little thing i don't know whether you guys planned mm -hmm. that but i think it was quite a nice little thing for the trailer it really does it's a nice chilling effect in it the visuals and that was, is so good they're it, so whew, creepy Oh, I mean, thank you so much. No, it's it's a really good observation you made there, David. The the uh, the cyclical elements of the trailer. If you watch the film, the cyclical elements of the story and the character that Jade plays very much comes uh, comes into it. So, um, I think you'll enjoy it. You know, you you um, you particularly. I know that you're an avid film lover. <laughs> I think that. Just from your observations of the trailer, I think you'll have a keen eye for what happens in the actual film. Mm, no, exactly. Uh, what, what about you, Emily? Sort of based on that trailer, what sort of things are you sort of excited for people to see? So I absolutely love the soundtrack for Homesick. Our composers, Alexander Proudluck and Jamie Sharp, are absolutely incredible. And the work they've done and the direction me and Jason have given them, they've just taken it away and come back with this incredible work honestly and I think the trailer the end of the trailer as well that drum beat that fades out just I absolutely love it I'm I'm really excited for people to hear the soundtrack to this because it's a little bit different but it fits with the film really well no no absolutely I mean yeah the trailer gives us so much the visuals are amazing it, you've definitely taken your time with this one like obviously you've had you like you say you've done it for you've been going through it for a year now and it's finally come to its completion 
and I just I, there's so many shots I, I love the underwater stuff just initial impressions <gasps> before we move on I love the underwater stuff from the the trailer which I've heard some stories about this from Jason himself because we've had <laughs> conversations outside of this they're really they look really cool really intense Kevin Cherry as uh, uh, who's uh, this guy in the oh, round glasses marvelous. and the suits he's a great mm-hmm. guy I think he I, I actually met him because I got to spend a day on set with you guys which I was very privileged about and very privileged yes, to be on he be did. on set we were privileged to have you oh thank you very much and it was, it was such a good atmosphere it was only a small little film a day compared to the rest but it was such a good day I think and Kevin was just great on set but Kevin is incredible yeah yeah he looks like he does a stunning job in this especially just by the trailer alone so the film will be like whew, amazing but moving on what motivated you guys obviously there's an obvious thing around this what mo- motivated you to make it in the first place but just tell us Emily how about you start us off with what sort of initially motivated you to make the film beyond possibly the obvious like the pandemic and such well it, it, it literally was that you know we were suddenly given this excessive amount of free time and you know myself and Jason and you know our amazing crew who we work with quite a lot we kind of just went let's do something with this time like let's make a movie so obviously a lot of the pre-production you know could be done remotely I mean we had endless discord and zoom calls and rewrites of the script and lots of back and forth and it literally was just well what shall we make it about we're in the middle of a pandemic so there we go what better subject to to make a film about and there's some that are better than myself myself really to be honest Uh, Jason do you have anything to add to that really I I think it absolutely M, M sort of hit the nail on the head you know we there we never don't want to make films so when the opportunity came up it was it was kind of like I think we would have attempted to make a film anyway in 2020 but the fact that you know we had nothing else to do meant that we said well let's at least do something constructive as Emily said but as well as that I I think making the film about the pandemic was really poignant for us I think that that was something that was a good choice because it's everyone has lived through this and everyone has experienced some sort of um, adverse effect from lockdown. And so we really hope that when people watch this film, they will find a lot that they can relate to personally. And therefore, it will speak to them on a, on a very you know, internal basis. It will give them something that resonates inside of them. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a good process. I would say so. Obviously, you lead on to my next sort of point really well, then. Obviously, you've mentioned this was made out during the pandemic itself. It's a film made about the pandemic during the pandemic and released during the pandemic. So, you know, you covered on all the bases there. Emily, as producer, obviously you said you're producer of the film as well as first assistant director. Can you tell us about any issues you faced making the project become a reality? Obviously, I know certain like rules and restrictions were put in place on set. I uh, had a chat with you guys before and obviously I was on set for that day and I understand the precautions you guys put in place from a producer's point of view what was your sort of any initial issues that you faced in planning it or just like did you just sort of tackle it head on I mean I I did tackle it head on which is how I take life anyway really I'm I just go for it you know (laughs) jump in the deep end and I think that's when you get the best results out of me to be honest but yeah as you said obviously filming during the pandemic was a big a big big thing so 
I had to go sort of online and have a look at business guidelines and things like that. I had to have like paperwork around and signs up at locations to say, just to remind people to keep distance and hand washing and things like that. And just to ensure that we were meeting guidelines and we were following restrictions and everybody was briefed and everybody was amazing. Like I we didn't have issues with anyone. And also a big thing for me was to ensure that everybody that was sort of under my kind of wings, let's say, felt safe and were happy with their working environment. And no one caught COVID. No one caught COVID on set, which was Nobody, a huge yeah. positive, you know, that that everyone was safe and they acted safe and they followed the rules, they followed the restrictions. And ultimately it paid off because nobody left set contracting the virus, or at least we, we never heard of them contracting the virus, but that was a huge relief. No, it was. It was I, I don't believe anyone did, but it was a huge relief that we worked safely and therefore everyone stayed safe, which was great. Absolutely. No. It, it was, it sounds like you guys had an absolute military operation on your hands. And like Emily, obviously you just said you tackled it head on. And I think the results are quite obviously clear to everybody when people do watch this film. Like obviously I'm only really, I'm commenting based on the trailer. I haven't seen the full thing guys. I'm, I'm going to go into this blind. I'm going to see this really unique experience and really great thing that I think has been worked on to death like I know lots of people think we overstate this as creatives but it really was a labor of love on your part and I think you know the trailer looks super professional it's been picked up by so many different people for promo including us and other local radio so it's something I hope will bring you such luck and joy in the next year to come oh thank you (laughs) Uh, so I would say moving on to my next sort of point each of you i'll start off with jason this time round. obviously emily noted some of the issues there creatively as the director did you face any sort of like issues during the sort of the making of it besides obviously the health and safety stuff that we've mentioned already oh the health and safety stuff <laughs> um beyond protecting ourselves from covid19 i personally went through sort sort of like a personal battle of health and safety. <laughs> oh, I see, Ems, you can't, I, listeners, you cannot see Emily's reaction, but she's just clocked on to what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> there are several moments in the film that involved stunt work or involved, uh, as we as we mentioned briefly earlier, there was some underwater filming. There was also, there's also a sequence which was shot at night involving a lot of water and very cold temperatures and it, it, so there's just a lot of moments in this film which I personally had to suffer through some form of pain. Dedication. <laughs> that is dedication a, it took a lot of dedication. <laughs> but um, they, they've made some really great sequences. So uh, there is one point in the film which um, there's a bit of a, uh, I suppose we can call it a bit of a fight sequence, can't we? I don't want to say too much about it. I don't want to reveal it. But there is a bit of a fight which involved a particular stunt on my part that was extremely dangerous and it seems really simple. It seems like a really simple thing to do, but it was very dangerous. Could have broken my neck or worse. (laughs) And uh, I think everyone's pulse was very high on that particular day, but- I um, couldn't watch, I couldn't watch. couldn't watch. Honestly, I was on set and called it from around the corner. I was like, (laughs) I can't watch this. (laughs) 
But uh, as soon as we cut camera, it was like, is he okay? Is he is he all right? <laughs> um, but no, everyone everyone had my back and was watching me. I had a few spots looking yeah, after me. Yeah, we were good. <laughs> I did necessary training to make sure that I was prepared for it. But uh, what we did it twice. And it was yeah. actually the first take I nailed it. It was, it was it was perfect. But we did it twice for safety, and uh, first take was the best take. So mm-hmm. you know yeah. we got it. Which so it's all worthwhile. Oh, excellent! I, I mean, I, I feel so glad that you didn't break your neck during that scene, um, whichever <laughs> scene you're on about, because I otherwise me and Emily would just be I don't know this this would just be a very tragic podcast. It would be an in memoriam film. <laughs> dedicated to the memory of the director <laughs> this film was never finished because the actor and director broke his neck during an incredibly what would have been an artistic career defining moment but unfortunately he did not make it uh, so we dedicate this podcast which will be going along with it and the audio commentary and everything else proceeds go to jason farries we're very sorry uh, <laughs> no on a serious note we are very glad that you didn't break your neck jason and so we can actually no, talk no, to you no. about this in person but moving on i would say obviously you mentioned a couple of your sequences there obviously without giving away too much because we want people to watch the film can you each tell me about one of your favorite sequences in the finished film if possible if it's something in the trailer then obviously you can like allude to something in the trailer that's fine without spoiling the film or even just a moment on set, like a on set story, one or the other. I'll start with Emily first. There's too many on set stories to start with. Uh, we had a great time. But back to your, your question. My favourite part in the film, there's a, a sequence, uh, and it's this is when it kind of it starts to head towards the climax of the film, and perhaps where you really start to feel some sort of real fear and concern for Jason's character. And it was filmed at night and we had some really simple, but what turned out to be really brilliantly effective practical effects and the soundscape that our sound mixer and composers have put together is brilliant. That's my favourite bit. And also it's one of my favourite shots of Jason in the whole film. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's, there's a couple of shots of me in the film, so you've got quite a few to pick from. Yeah, but that's my favourite one. That's your favorite one. <laughs> it's like without spoiling it. I know what you mean. I know. Without spoiling cool it, sequence. there's a really good shot, and he like turns round, and it's a bit of an action shot. It's in the trailer. Is it is in the trailer? It's oh, trailer is is that the um? Is it like uh, it looks like you're? I don't know the context for the shot, obviously, but is that the shot where it looks like you're being raided by the police, and you have got the bright lights in your face? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, so there's torches through, and it was we shot it at night. So yes, um, so Emily's favorite shot is in the trailer. Um, Go look, go find it. it. I just think it's a really good shot of you. (laughs) (laughs) It is a cool sequence. It's very cool, and it it, yeah, as Em said, it sort of comes near the climax of the film where um, you know everything's kind of wrapping up, and this journey that you've been on uh, starts to meet the head. It's powerful. I think it's it's tense and it's powerful. Oh no! Awesome. Uh, what, so, what about you, Jason? Obviously, we can't compete with Emily's favorite shot right now because we've we've really set the scene for that one. But do you have any other sort of moments, <laughs> like or a story from on set which you particularly found memorable? Even if it's just a funny moment, like anything, like any blooper moments, there's got to be something where you messed up or you did a funny. There's got to be something. Um, God, I'm trying to think of when you were you were running up and down the stairs wrapped in the duvet. Oh, that was that. That was <laughs> we were in hysterics about that. We were in his day. There's this bit in the film where, again, without spoiling, 
I am very much in self-care mode. Self-pity mode is more like it. And I've wrapped a big <laughs> duvet around myself. And, you know, when you're at home and you're just, you're just feeling miserable, you're feeling um, pretty crap, you just, you know, you, you bundle yourself up like a giant burrito. We were rolling camera and I have to do the whole, oh, so, oh, I feel so terrible. Oh, I, I just want to go to bed. Feeling bad for myself. And then they'd shout cut. And because we were on a tight schedule, they'd shout cut. And I got a whiz pass to reset. So you just see this big giant marshmallow running through the hall. <laughs> it was like this giant waddle, which, you know, we were all just in stitches about. It was that was one of those days where um, we were just having a riot, you know. I mean, I've seen a picture of you in said duvet. And uh, when I saw this picture, the first thing that came to mind is that, you know, forget the pandemic. Just forget forget all like the serious message of the film. It's, you know, it's an artistic statement on like loneliness, isolation. You know, it's great stuff for that. But I saw that picture because you've generously lent us some pictures for promo for our Instagram, which keep an eye out for, guys. This picture, which I really do want to post, and I hope you let me post, of aforementioned marshmallow, as you're going to call it. All I could think of was, wow, he's really channeling his inner like male Bridget Jones in this scene because he genuinely, all he needs is a Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> That's a good tub. analogy. That's really good. That's a good analogy. I like that. All he needs is like a, a tub of ice cream and then he'd be sorted. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Bridget Jones uh, in male form. Emily, do you have any sort of other sort of highlights from the set at all? Like so any sort of final comments you have to say about this film and what it felt like to finally finish it? I mean, firstly, I feel like the crew, like every single person involved in this film deserves so much recognition and a really, really big thank you from me and Jason, because obviously without the talent and the dedication of the other guys, it wouldn't have happened. So cheers guys. But honestly, it was, it's a, it was, a, it's always a relief to kind of, to finish a film. And when you shout that last rap and then you go, that is a rap, like we're, we're done. And unfortunately we haven't been able to celebrate that properly this year, but yeah, I'm really glad with the finished product and I hope everybody likes it really. Jason, do you have any other words to add to that at all? I mean, I have to give a resounding sort of reinforcement of that. They, the crew have been wondrous, you know, particularly in post-production. I think, you know, as the onset crew were very dedicated. And for those two weeks of filming, they really were very positive, very uh, hardworking. And, you know, they're the type of crew that you want to work with again and again and again, just because they make working a pleasure. And... You know, beyond that, the post-production crew, our editor, Tom, who did our poster and who has done so much for this film, continues to just, you know, constantly be in our corner and constantly be uh, available to us. And uh, and he's he's really been working on the edit for this for, oh, God, eight months. The months, you yeah. Know, cra crazy amount of time, you know, and... and William as well, Will who does sound, Chaz who does colour, and our two composers, Jamie and Alex. You know, them them as a post-production team have created something truly stunning, you know. So, yeah, everyone on this deserves a huge round of applause. And same with the cast as well. They're just... I cannot express enough the level of love and appreciation I have for every single person who has worked on this. And so, you know, yeah, as Em said, I really hope that people enjoy it and that people get to watch it because people don't know us yet. 
and we want them to. We want them to know us. And this is M's first feature production, and we're incredibly proud of her. This is her first feature, and we want this to be seen and be successful. So, you know, everyone listening to this, please watch, please share, please rate, review the film, spread the word, shout about us. We need people to know our names. Otherwise, <laughs> what's it all about? So, <laughs> yeah. And, and I have to say, guys, as a big addict of collecting Blu-rays and DVDs, if you do get famous and you get commissioned to do a Blu-ray commentary and behind-the-scenes junkets, I will be the first one to buy that. I will be the first one Aww. to put it stick up on my shelf in my collection. We love you for that. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to that day very much. But for now, where can we find this? The most important question of all, where can we find Homesick? And when is it out and who can watch it? So is it just in the UK or is it anywhere else? So um, I'll, I'll field that one. We are looking to do a release on the 23rd of March, which coincidentally is the anniversary of the first lockdown in the UK. So it's a, it's a very poignant time to release. Amazon Prime Video is going to be our main platform where we are releasing this. I do know that it will be available in the UK and the US initially, but we are currently working on expanding our territories. So... Italy is in the works, as is Australia, New Zealand. We're going to try and get this as worldwide as possible. To anyone who desperately wants to watch the film in, you know, some of the expanded countries, get in touch. We'll we'll find a way to facilitate you because, you know, we, we want you to watch it. We want you to enjoy it. And so if, if you're in Italy or Australia or something and you, you want to watch this and it's beyond the 23rd of March, chat to us. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. And for that, I will, I'll give yourselves a little plug. That's Black Elk Productions. Check them out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the lot. Just check them out there. That's how you get into contact with them. Or you could even be cheeky and try and get hold of Jason and Emily personally on their own feeds. I'm sure Jason will love to facilitate that. We're very friendly. <laughs> We're very friendly. They are very friendly people. <laughs> Emily, before we finish this off, that's pretty much it on terms of homesick promo and stuff. But are you obviously you're currently away at the moment working on a few bits and pieces. Uh, have you got anything you can tell us about now or give us hints about that you're working on or? Uh, yeah, so as you said, I am currently away on location. I'm in Northern Ireland in Belfast filming uh, a new series for Sky Arts. I can't say any more than that, but it's great. It's somewhere I've not been before and I'm, I'm excited to explore the city on my days off. And for the future, we definitely have some ideas of things we'd like to do. And we're just at the very start of kind of making a game plan of how we can accomplish those things in the early development stages early development stages of the next film which um will be sans pandemic hopefully it's all over by then oh yeah hope so fingers crossed uh jason do you have anything you can share with us i i've seen something I, from ooh. you can you, are you allowed <laughs> to say <laughs> i can say well i can say part of it now i can you say can. you know so next month in April, we, I, we, we begin filming a Netflix film. This is a new film by Netflix, which is called The Ghost of Harold Wilson. Ooh. And that is about as much as I can tell you. I can, I now, we've got a title reveal. That's the best you've got. That's good enough for me, guys. That, so if you guys want to know about anything, you see anything like random paparazzi shots, you heard it here first <laughs> that Jason's got the scoop, but he won't tell us much more, which is fine. <laughs> I'm waiting for that, that that big scoop where I get the interview over the BBC. That is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Anyway, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you about your film. So Homesick, it's a film about lockdown made in lockdown jason's character he's a student stuck in in his parents house 
all by himself. And the film basically is a comment on social isolation and lots of really deep, meaningful things, which a lot of us are going through right now. And I feel, obviously, like Jason said, you guys will probably connect with this. Everyone's going to connect with this on some level because everyone's been through it, as Jason said, rightly at the beginning. And I'm excited to watch it. You guys should watch it. Go and watch it. Amazon Prime, UK, (laughs) US, check it out. And follow them on Blackout Productions and their relative social medias on Instagram, Twitter, the lot. And guys, if this makes it to the big time, I'm going to remember this. And be sure to post me the Blu-ray copy first. (laughs) Signed Blu-ray copy. Signed Blu-ray copy. Yes. We've got to add that original value to it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. And that's a wrap on Take 97, a film podcast, the Homesick Interview Special Edition with me, your host, David Ingram, and... Jason Farris and... Emily Stanley. Thank you very much, guys. Tune in to the next episode soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.